Hi everyone and welcome back to Discerning Consciousness Podcast. I'm your host Ant and you join me today for episode number 144 which I'm going to talk about um, a very hot topic at the moment especially in these crazy polarizing times and that's the um, issue of energy harvesting and the spiritual warfare that is currently playing out on planet earth and in the higher realms. So first of all, thank you all for tuning in today. Um, I hope you are all doing well, um, as always, and I hope you do um, hope you do enjoy today's show. So first of all, of course, um, where we've been told, or we were taught, told um, during COVID from more astute observers um, that the pandemic, or plandemic, as many people rightly call it, um, beyond the move towards greater centralised control and the usual kind of economic profiteering and wealth distribution um, towards the 1% from the rest of us, par- primarily in its essence was um, or has been about uh, a spiritual war being waged upon us um, human beings. So in today's, um, with, with that in mind, in today's episode, um, if I could just sort of drill it down to the main points I'll be covering is I'll be I will be considering um, how energy harvesting works and the idea of loose energy, which um, some of you may have heard about this idea of um, loose or loose energy. I'm going to look at um, how the process occurs and why it is happening, especially at this time and how it relates to as I talk about a lot of the crazy um, polarising events in the external world. And I'll give um, I'll give uh, a number of examples from everyday life um, that you'll all be very, very familiar with. I'll also talk about um, what we can do to help protect ourselves, at least to some degree, um, during these times. And obviously to make sure that we, um, we remain... Um, fully fully conscious uh, that is obviously the most um, the most important thing um, I think you agree that you know undoubtedly we are living through um, a sort of site what I would call a psycho spiritual war or war- warfare uh, which involves a battle for our minds our focus our attention for our core beliefs and um, just our worldview which all equates really to ultimately is a battle for energies because as we know, everything uh, in existence um, is a form of energy from a fleeting thought to the most heartfelt and painful emotion like love or betrayal. Um, as, we, as we know, as we know only too well, we are energetic beings um, at our very core. So the process of um, energy harvesting um, that I want to talk about today really centers on um, hostile occult hidden forces that are said to prey on humanity and this um, often occurs in very very subtle ways completely outside of our individual or collective awareness and as I'll go on to explain um, in fact, such forces um, have become a part of everyday life in terms of how 
the mainstream media operates and unfortunately I've spoken about as I've spoken about at length uh, elements of the alternative media within um, the workplace uh, within the home I mean anywhere where humans gather um, and interact and relate to one another and of course on the internet as well in more extreme forms through things like internet hate um, campaigns we've seen we see more and more of this as we as we see more and more extreme opinions being aired online so it is said that these these entities or hostile forces they sort of come that come under many different kind of names they are said to feed off specific types of frequencies um, normally um, that are emitted by powerful uh, emotions um, that we give off as human beings, such as fear, anger, hate, envy, despair, depression, hopelessness, hopelessness, or cynicism. And um, so, how do these, um, how do these hostile occult forces, or how do these entities, how do they often, uh, like I was saying, um, unwittingly, uh, so we're not aware that it's happening? How do they enter? our consciousness well commonly this happens through trauma either childhood wounding or aspects of our in unintegrated shadow or the kind of um fascinating um jungian exploration and of course just um common temptations that we can all fall uh, prey to in other words seeking power greed sex um addictions be they food or pornography or um, anything that we feel that um, that we need to do could even just be addiction to certain types of emotions and more common addictions of course um, alcohol alcohol alcoholism one that we're very much familiar with so trauma makes it um, easier for these entities to break through our psychic defenses um, they essentially become attached to us uh, or um, our consciousness. Now, energy harvesting um, and these occult hidden forces um, that I'm just talking about here in a very sort of simplistic way for now, at this time, and as we saw during COVID, and it was very one of the most disturbing things about the covid pandemic was that these forces um they did reach further and further into human affairs um into um the, the so-called 3d world um and as the 3d world um as the craziness gets um gets louder and louder um as as it seeks our attention more and more and our focus and of course that means the point of our consciousness then these um, hostile occult forces this is really the way in which they seek to gain a greater control or over human affairs and as some have said um, the sort of during covid the mask the wearing of the mask was a very literal representation of this sort of force this dark demonic force coming right in literally right into our physicality and stopping us breathing uh even breathing properly and and it um expressing um expressing ourselves so i think 
we all know by now it's it's not any great um revelation but we know that um you know increasingly as i would describe it the noise and colors of the media plex they are going to intensify and become um, more alluring for human souls who are who remain unconscious and who lack any sense of self-awareness and who are unaware of what happens as i was just talking about when we do find ourselves um falling into addictions or cravings and um, how that makes us uh, a nice tempting prey morsel um for these uh dark occult um predatory forces so in the light of what i'm talking about in this uh, beginning part of today's episode i think all of us even if we do have an awareness of such processes which are obviously quite um difficult to comprehend because it's hidden it's an occult understanding um but undoubtedly i think um we can see the effects happening um, in the world with more extreme polarization, as I was saying at the beginning, with more um, more violent behavior, um, kind of less um, tolerance we're seeing within society and people who are quicker, um, you know, slower to uh, understand and quicker to point the finger and to judge. I think many of us could probably point to instances of this that we experience on a day-to-day basis which is making life um, very very hard to navigate as I've spoken about um, on quite a few occasions on my um, on my audio diary um, into the void so it might be helpful to consider during these um, extraordinary extraordinary and transformative times questions such as you know how many of the thoughts that we have how many of these thoughts that we have tend to be repeating thoughts are they our own um do we do we live under the illusion of free will that's a deeply philosophical um consideration of course and um are we constantly being manipulated by forces outside of our sensory awareness and one that i've whilst preparing this episode i when i think back to sort of certain behaviors or things that i thought that i needed in my life um it can be quite scary when you do give consideration to well what was motivating me what was motivating me you know maybe it wasn't a, an an attachment that i was aware that what i was sorry i was unaware of because looking back it may well be and it was sort of like um something that you craved or needed uh in our in our lives and you and you look back and think wow it led actually to a lot of pain and despair and I mean, were, were, was I acting from my own, you know, through it, free will? Was I acting from my own objectivity um, in a clear in a clear way? It's quite a scary thing, I think, for all of us um, to consider. So let's get stuck into things now in terms of um, what I'm talking about, um, this idea of energy harvesting um, and... Um, loose energy which is kind of known as loose energy um in spiritual in the spiritual new age community now um this concept was first kind of um first came was first came to the fore through the work of um robert munro and 
you may may or may not be aware that he was a quite remarkable man really he was a prolific author back in the day i think he died um back in the 90s but he he was primarily known for uh, his pioneering studies into out-of-body experiences and he wrote many books on that subject and different and altered states of consciousness and as I was saying he was something of a pioneer and he also um, set up the, Mon the Monroe um, Institute which I believe is still um, open um, to this day so yeah he was a guy that first came up with this concept of loose um, energy and um, in his explanation, uh, obviously there are different interpretations of this, but basically to drill it down to its most kind of sort of basic form, it said that this is energy generated by all human beings and animals, and it's it's not seen as it's, it's kind of seen as neutral. It's neither good or bad, but it is in a form. It's a form of energy, sorry, that can be um, harvested, and and he explained that. Um, when it is in a harvestable harvestable form then two things are always present that's an intense desire along with a strong negative emotion as i was talking about before typically things like fear anger rage depression despair hopelessness and furthermore one could uh, equate um loose energy um with uh, prana life force chi or perhaps even wilhelm reich's uh, orgone energy and um we've probably all experienced um situations um when we felt um what i've described as um kind of uh what's the word vitalized or uh vital energy when we felt like energy rushing through our body and this typically is when emotions are right uh um kind of surging through the body the heart is racing and we're we we may well be in a fight or flight type of situation now um loose energy or this energy harvesting process it can be seen to be positive when we have um say we have a strong positive desire and we and we say we feel pumps don't we we have a natural we have a natural high or we feel um charged there's a feeling um, of um, a movement towards um, positive action and our um, our energies increase so we feel um, vitalized um, the um, other aspect of that on the other side uh, the negative aspect is when we feel um, a strong desire but with a negative emotion and this causes um, anguished anguish uh, and the energy um, is not seen to be um, charged, so it just drains away. So it isn't um, it isn't um, positively charged, so to speak. And I'll just um, just move on, and um, in a in a in a small while, I will just give some um, kind of uh, examples of that. So first of all, I just want to say just um, speak to this idea well why is this process happening what is the purpose uh, of these um, dark um, parasitic entities why why what is the purpose of them creating loose energy well it is said that um, it acts as a fuel source for inorganic for inorganic sorry higher dimensional beings who are not in sold in other words they don't have souls 
like human beings, although some people, of course, would argue that not all human beings have souls. That's a conversation for another day, perhaps. And the fact that these uh, inorganic higher beings don't have souls means that they literally have to put in a very, very simplistic kind of visual form. They have to piggy bank, piggyback ride in all, uh, on kind of human consciousness, lower levels of human consciousness in order to get their return ticket to the source. And um, it is said at this time, because of the transition that's going on, because of um, the kind of astral, the astral cycles, um, the movement of energies that are going on, the raising of energies, that this feeding frenzy, feeding frenzy, sorry, is ending and the window of time is, clo is closing. Um, so if one thinks of like, um, you know, the whale, the... Um, feeds on on the plankton and the kind of the very small kind of um, crustaceans and it has its huge jaws open and it feeds as it as it swims through the great oceans of the world it's not it's not as if this is a, a personal attack on humanity it's just literally as I say if we kind of equate it to um, a feed a feeding frenzy but having said that of course, these predatory forces, um, there is, um, as we can see within society, I don't think this is, I'm not spreading doom, I think we can't deny what's happening in terms of there is a, a deliberate attempt to confuse, delude and stupefy human beings and there is a very dark physical element to that in its attack on our physical body in terms of a deliberate attempt to confuse um, the endocrine system and um, the glandular system uh, and we see with um, this attack on the physical body it causes human consciousness um, to emit lower frequencies which obviously leads to more instances of anger, fear, addictions and in so doing creates further entry points for these demonic predatory for forces so the hosts to um, hostile um, entities uh, are responsible for uh, addictions or, or it could be that if we become sorry host to these hostile entities um, that they actually begin driving us, as I was talking about a few minutes ago, you know, they could be, um, it could be that these hostile entities are actually what are motivating us to do certain things that we wouldn't, um, wouldn't normally do. And we've seen this epidemic every day. We hear these reports, don't we, about how the uh, average human attention span is, is literally now just a matter of seconds, thanks in part to smartphone technology and the scrying mirror which may well be a, an entry point as well as something for us to all consider um but there are of course um you know if we can't concentrate or focus or our minds feel scattered then it's hard for us to create and we feel that um we have um it's hard for us to demonstrate our our will which as i've said before our personal will which um, is said to be God's will or divine will. So then we can't we can't manifest 
positive um, things or positive, um, even just positive emotional, positive states of being. And it makes it more difficult for us to just navigate day-to-day -day life, really. Um, so good old Rudolf Steiner, he, he had some words to say about this. And um, I'm just going to quote something that he said, which kind of helps to contextualise what I've been what I am talking about in today's episode uh, and I quote and he said there are beings in the spiritual realms for whom anxiety and fear emanating from human beings offer welcome food when humans have no anxiety and fear then these creatures starve if fear and anxiety radiate from people and they break out in panic then these creatures find welcome nutrition and they become more and more powerful. Now, these beings are hostile towards humanity. I think this probably was written the early part of the 20th century, around um, the early 1920s, but definitely f food for thought, <laughs> pardon the pun. So these... Um, dark forces, the occult forces, the predatory forces, hostile forces, whatever we want to call them. What it, what is it they they are um what is it they are attempting to do beyond as I was saying confuse and numb the general public to and to um keep us ignorant of the reality beyond the illusory matrix and the world of physical form because as we know very simplistic explanation of metaphysics does inform us we live in an illusory world. The physical world around us is not even solid, it's just oscillated, oscillating wave forms or formations. And at this time, it is said that the job of the dark occult forces is to keep human beings, to keep us in these lower frequencies, to keep us in states of anxiety, depression, uh, and apathy and helpless helplessness and that's why at this time as one sort of antidote that we can use is to remember that it is helpful to focus upon purity of mind and I don't mean in a sort of a very sort of Christian sort of um, judgmental way but a sort of purity of mind and body so we don't become uh, hosts for different types of feeder en entities. I mean, at this at this point, I sort of my 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 mind is, thinks of the Matrix analogy and Neo, and we saw in the first film, the first Matrix film, the very physical representation of the attachments of these attachments um, on his body. These literal. Um, suckers um, that that we saw him as he was sort of laying on the surgical um, laying on the surgical table. They were slowly being removed as he was going through this sort of um, detoxification process. It's quite a um, horrible scene uh, because many of us, <laughs> as I was saying at the start, may well be hosts for various types of entities, and we may not even be um, aware of it. And of course, there are many many different levels of these um entities in terms of um kind of like the in, the intensity but as we know uh, the law of magnetism means that like attracts like 
and that's why we need to remain aware of such things without falling into the trap of um, fear or paranoia. So again, once again, to just pick up this idea that um, any compulsion or addictions that we have um, could be a sign that we're a host for dark side entities. Um, I have no, I have, I have absolutely no doubt that was probably the case when I was lost in the fear and paranoia of what I call um, the truth trap and um, addictions to doom scrolling. Um, we've all certainly done it. I certainly have. And this this constant need to seek to seek out signs or to look for signs that the system is is on the precipice of um, collapsed of collapse and I know myself I was very much uh, very much attached to this um, outcome I became obsessed because I was so focused on the horrors of the world the only way in which I could see a better world coming into being was the existing um, system or systems maybe I should say or all collapsing that's the only hope I um, I saw for humanity and of course as well we do need to be aware again without being without being fearful or paranoid, the role um, certain technologies play like 5G, wireless internet, earbuds, etc., which do uh, undoubtedly lower our frequency and disrupt, disrupt our endocrine system and cause our hormones to become unbalanced, unbalanced. And as we know, in a lot of the food that we buy in supermarkets, not so much in uh, farmers markets but there is a lot of chemicals in our food and hormones unfortunately and it, and in the air but again just to reiterate the point it is important to be aware but not to be paranoid about such things or to be obsessive because we do exist in a hall of mirrors and at the end of the day there's very little that we can do uh, about a lot of these things and um what I find is really is to just focus on the little, the little sort of actions that we can take that we're all probably doing already, like, um, you know, not using our, our cell phones or our mobiles near our head or regulating our usage or not even using wireless earbuds and things like that. I think we're all well aware by now the little things that we can do. But of course, overall, if I could just sum it up, what I'm talking about today in terms of what is the goal of these um, sort of predatory forces, really the ultimate goal, and again, as we saw during COVID and the pandemic, is to hold human consciousness in a state of powerlessness and victimhood. And that's what we see with all the events playing out and how um, the mainstream media cover everything that's going on and and the ways in which um, all of our governments around the world um, are are um, the kind of policies that they're implementing and how they implement how they impact um, the, the, the population, the citizens is to place people in a state of powerlessness and um, victimhood victimhood sorry but of course as we know um, many people um, in the alternative media um, exist uh, for the very reason whether they like it or not um, they are existing in a state of powerlessness and victimhood I know I've been there and forgive me again I will continue to hammer this point home 
um, in my content um, because I know I I know just how much the alternative media is just as controlled as the mainstream, and there are sock pu sock puppets galore. Um, and my advice would be to just detach, uh, min minimize your screen time, and and leave and leave them to it, and to play, and to play our own game really, um, because ultimately the only solution or res that is I believe the only solution or resolution. I mean, in many in many ways, again as we know, not to get too woo woo, but I I do believe it to be true. Um, that love is the only truth. Um, that we are we are infinite beings, and as we know, fear is not real. And when enough human beings fully embrace these ideas and concepts, then these dark side forces will move on to other realms to find uh, other forms of um, food source. And at the end of the day, on a real kind of zoomed out level, uh, beyond notions of good in, and evil, it is said that we invited them in into our realm in order to compel um, the growth of human consciousness. And lastly, on this point, as we know, again, nothing nothing happens to us nothing that happens to us is an accident everything occurs for our highest purpose for deeper meaning and uh, i think you know we're all well aware of such higher knowledge and truths by now i think they are well worth repeating within this sort of context of um energy harvesting within modern society or loose energy so I'm just going to give um, some sort of um, some examples now of you know how we give our power away by becoming emotionally emotionally attached to things that we can't change or we don't have any impact on. Now, one classic example from my perspective is when you see these typically here in the UK, they're sort of mid afternoon on the. Um, terrestrial tv you see these adverts for foreign aid relief charities and typically there'll be charities like red cross save the children or unicef and you'll see shocking images either of starving children and you've got sort of their faces all covered in flies poor poor little children or you'll have a little child and they have um like a, a cleft lip now in the viewer, uh, in terms of this idea of energy harvesting, this creates an intense emotional reaction. Of course, um, in terms of horror, anger, sorrow, grief and anguish at the images that they're being exposed to. Now, the energy capture or harvesting, how, how it works is obviously at the end of the advert, you have the donate now to call or go online and donate online. So the energy, the charge that we feel, all of this emotion is released in the process or by the activity of donating. So the donation equals a release from all the negative emotions being expressed by the viewer. That's one such example. I mean, there are countless examples within society, culture and everyday life. One thinks of TV dramas and movies. You've got the kind of intense emotions being created 
and the energetic release comes when we watch say um, a real gripping movie or or um, TV series we watch it to the end we gain that sense of completion because we find out what happens to um, the lead character now of course energy harvesting happens at sports events a few days ago we had the Super Bowl in the United States and we have the halftime show music concerts and the music, uh, of course, Taylor Swift, typically. And there are lots of people who do interesting work, work around the satanic kind of imagery and meaning of all of that. Doesn't really interest me. Never, never has done, but it seems to interest some people. And we've also got energy harvesting in terms of mass gatherings of any kind of any kind. Any can be extremely um, powerful. And that's why we said to. When we go to a music concert, a rock concert, or perhaps a sports venue or a gathering of where you know several hundred or thousands of people have, have collected or gathered, we feel this real high, we feel um, a real buzz and um, we feel a real sort of um, a real charge um, in our energies. And um, I remember um, someone I used to know about seven or eight years ago um quite a well-known author joe dispenser um i can't remember the name of his book but he's got quite a following online american guy and he came to southampton which was which was quite a coup actually really um for the person organizing his visit because typically it's not really known as a place where spiritual teachers or talkers come to they they tend to travel to the sort of um to parts of Wales and, and the West Country here in the UK. Anyway, he gave a presentation at St Mary's um, Southampton Football Stadium and friend, I did, I, unfortunately I couldn't make the event, but a friend of mine at the time, she told me that it was quite scary at one moment because he was getting everyone up from their chairs and they were chanting back to him the words that we, he was obviously, you know, like a mantra, I'm not sure what the words were, that he was um, getting them to repeat. And again, that's another classic example of how this kind of um, energy can can be created and harvested. And again, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm not saying it's necessarily um, a sinister thing, but where it obviously is a sinister thing in terms of um, the way uh, this energy is harvested is with things like the news, the daily news, we know it's always, on at the same time like six o'clock nine o'clock ten o'clock it's like a ritual it it never changes and there's also an element whereby there's a uh an aspect of trauma-based mind control and as we know during these news reports the viewer is literally hammered you know psychologically with these images and stories of war, famine, natural disasters, political corruption, economic collapse, sexual scandals and environmental disasters. And once again, this causes naturally extreme emotions in the viewer, anger, typically fear, helplessness and confusion. Now, in terms of um, sort of mainstream news, the energetic release of these en these negative emotions or what one would typically sort of view as negative emotions comes at the end of every broadcast and what you have at the end of every mainstream news broadcast other than the sport 
you have the little feel-good story uh, and then you have the weather report. But it's the feel-good story where it might be, I don't know, like um, a squirrel um, surfboarding uh, or, or some, you know, a person who's who's achieved um, and kind of, you know, maybe they've, um, I don't know, they've uh, had a, they've achieved something spectacular. They've, perhaps they've, um, they've walked backwards up Mount Everest. I'm just using a silly example. You, you know what I mean? It's a kind of feel good story. And that's at the end so we can go, ah, oh, that's good. That's all right. Everything's fine in my world. That's where that energy is. <sighs> is 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 um is released in that moment uh because people at the end of the news are just left completely confused befuddled nothing not nothing during um uh the news is explained there's no ne never any wider context what you have is just little stories just little just little news stories that um literally just are stories that are about really raising the emotions in the viewer but there's never um a deeper understanding of say why this famine is occurring why this war is happening that that never that never really changes and perhaps one of the most interesting things in terms of the news and how it is addictive people do become addicted to the news and perhaps that is an aspect of trauma-based mind control and the fact it's so routinized, it's literally so, it's so scripted, um, is that people say, um, and I did many years ago when I had this idea of to be intelligent or intellectual meant, you know, keeping up with current affairs and the news back in the 90s when I was interested in politics. I thought that was, you know, an intelligent citizen someone that knew what was happening and and could speak to current affairs and and i would and i remember back today and i'll say oh i haven't seen the news yet today i must watch it or you often perhaps if you have older people in your life the older generation i know will often say oh i haven't seen the news today and that does make you think doesn't it this sort of um this routine aspect i think creates a sense of like a comforting feeling uh, and that's how we sort of endure the emotional pain along with the happy story at the end. And that's why what you find um, is that newsreaders and broadcasters and even down to the the weather, the weather men and the weather women, um, they stay in their roles for many, many years. And they, they become like some people who are quite lonely. They almost become like friends because they stay broadcasters for literally decades. And I think that is all. That is all part of the process of this sort of trauma-based mind control and the fact that people um you know are unconscious of this attack or on their psyche or the impact of viewing such things on their psyche on their emotions and therefore on their their energy level as well and as i was saying yeah sort of keeping up with the news is equated with being an intelligent human being to know what is happening and yet I believe 99% of the national news or news stories in the voting commas does not actually individually impact the viewer in any way or 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 their lives it literally has um it literally has no impact on them so 
another thing to consider within the context of this conversation today is think about, well, why are people kind of addicted to the news? Could it be part of this energy harvesting? Could it be part of these beings that have, you know, um, are uh, attached and these attachments? Who knows? Something quite, um, quite scary to consider. But moving on to the most significant energy harvesting event since World War II, of course, needs no introduction. That would be 9-11, when we had millions of people, probably hundreds of millions of people, watching the same event, horrified, angry, confused. How can this be happening to the most powerful country in the world? It was incomprehensible. And I myself, as with many other hundreds of millions of people, watched it over and over. It was on a loop. The second plane hitting. I know some people would argue that it wasn't actually uh, a plane. That's another uh, conversation for another day. But anyway, moving on, we saw the second tower. We saw the second tower come down and the horrific scene of the jumpers um, jumping from both towers to avoid the to avoid the fires unfolding. The, unfolding those poor unfortunate souls the, the horror they must have experienced but so hundreds of millions of people were being traumatized in real time and of course there was no way to release this charge in a healthy way a lot of as I was saying anger confusion and um in, a, in an american context especially because this was an attack on american soil um, by these alleged Saudi terrorists. Anger, extreme anger and the need for vengeance. Now, of course, this was the ultimate louche fest for non-human higher dimensional beings. And that's why people have spent so much time investigating the occult meaning of 9-11, which is uh, extremely um, fascinating. Now, if we look at in terms of the unhealthy energetic um, discharge, um, that can be equated to the following on what we had the neocon war on terror and such pronouncements from W. Bush, like we're going to smoke them out in terms of things like revenge. We're going to attack terror at the source. Um, so obviously the war in Afghanistan, the war against Al-Qaeda, Osama bin Laden, Iraq, Saddam Hussein, guilty by association. We all know the stories and the events that have followed. And at the time, I've no doubt that many Americans were, were taken in by the call for revenge and um, which led to the war in Afghanistan and then by extension, the war in, in Iraq. But it could be said that this equated to the release from their trauma, um, a form of kind of negative, the way in which this loose energy was um, released in a negative way in the form of revenge. But I think it's also uh, important in today's conversation about energy harvesting and loose energy, a funny word, isn't it? Loose energy. Um, to talk about things in a more positive way, the positive D 
dimension of uh, or positive aspect of experiencing extreme emotion and the charge that we feel we literally feel charged this energy coursing and that's when we feel excited you probably think yourselves examples when we when you felt really excited about a new creative idea and intense enthusiasm the heart races the mind is flooded with ideas and if we act on this enthusiasm if we if we respond to the charge then there is a positive release and the energy flows in a productive way and this is how this this can become a very um kind of life affirming process because it leads to innovation it helps to improve life for everyone on the planet you know it leads to creativity it leads to new invention it, you know leads to um new ideas as well but the in terms of um at this present moment um what we're seeing with events um in the middle east in in gaza um this is light 911 is a real is a real intense feeding frenzy for these um occult dark forces parasitic forces so for example if you're aware of what's going on you see these horrendous images that are being posted online of mutilated bodies and and, and children and babies in gaza and a very human natural response is to feel anger and rage and hatred for the israeli army and, and the government and the israeli government and hostile towards them and there is this intense feeling within us this in energy and, and this sort of intense emotion but typically there is no healthy release to the energetic charge being created we can't resolve the situation we can't stop the bombing the death the injustice and if we focus upon this then literally um it will eat us up it could has the potential to destroy us um and we only really the only choice we have as heartless as it might seem but it isn't heartless because there's nothing that we can do but the only choice we have is to detach and is to is to send our our love and i know for many years um going all the way back to 2006 and the Lebanon war and what the Israeli military were doing back then and in subsequent years and their attack on the Gaza Strip that I had an intense hatred and almost lost myself in the hatred of Israel um, and I was in a very dif difficult place and at times um, this hatred want led to me to want Israel to be destroyed uh, and I know um, I'm not a vindictive person, I'm not an intolerant person, but it's because I became consumed by these emotions, by this sense of injustice and the fact, as we can see now, the world isn't interested. Even the Islamic world, many of these Islamic countries around, uh, such as um, uh, Egypt, just to put to name one, they literally don't want to have anything to do with the Palestinian people. They might, they might, they might give certain um, announcements, but they won't actually do anything to help the Palestinian people. So literally, there's no one coming to their rescue. And then when you when you look at this, 
it is it's something the sense of injustice is what can drive and it did me almost to just um total insanity but over the years i've learned to detach and it's still it's not easy um but we have to obviously we at the end of the day we have to protect ourselves and we we can only as i was saying back talking about the news we can only um we can only have a, an impact on those things around us um so quite often that's just you know being a good human being in our day-to-day -day interactions that's as far as the impact that we can have on the world but that isn't um you know that that isn't an unsignificant thing sorry it isn't an insignificant thing i should say but anyway back to my experience i was undoubtedly unconsciously providing a fuel source for these uh predatory beings uh, and they were they were feeding on my extreme emotions and and i can see other people and i feel sorry for them who are still lost in the space that i found myself in they they tend to post very graphic images they talk a lot in terms of their hatred for israel which is completely um understandable i'm sure there are, are uh, um uh, not an insignificant insignificant um number of israeli citizens themselves who um have nothing but hatred and loathing for the um israeli government and netanyahu which we saw before the events uh in october of course he was struggling to maintain his power and there was huge um protests and israel was on on the point of um civil war so i'll leave you to come to your own conclusions about what may or may not have happened um in 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 those events in, in october but anyway it is um it isn't easy as a saying to detach when we see such horrific things um but the only option we have is to develop uh, an awareness to have compassion for the people who are suffering in such locations because undoubtedly it's happening in many other in many other places around the world not just in Gaza in the Middle East and and as I was just saying to send our love but that's all we can do because as human beings it's kind of incumbent upon us to preserve our psychic integrity that's the only way we can really um, remain healthy um, that's the only it's, it's kind of like we owe it to our friends and family and those around and those around us because if we are losing our mind as i did back in the day to the anger and hostility in this instance in this instance sorry the situation in the gaza strip then it can mean you know that we we um we be, just become a difficult person um we can as i did i i lost friends um because we have this sort of very disturbed energy we're angry people don't want to be around us we just as i did i lost my sort of natural innate sense of humor and it, it can be difficult and also it has a very negative impact on our charisma it and definitely our, our energy field tends to in invert and um it is difficult it is it's really difficult um to witness such things and to and to just to, to detach but you know perhaps that's all part of this journey perhaps this all is all part of the journey of awakening to um witness to witness such horror horrific things and, and not to be not to be destroyed by it 
in any, anyway, another example of um, loose, loose energy and energy harvesting. Well, of course, uh, was, um, during the um, during the pandemic, COVID nineteen. What did we see? Again, we saw. Uh, I know what I experienced. I'm sure I'm not alone in this. Is we knew in our core um, that something was very wrong about what was going on. Perhaps even immoral. But many of many of uh, the people around us were, were 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 going along with it. They were falling into line, so to speak. And there was very little that we could do. And again, during the height of COVID and lockdowns and the mask wearing and social distancing, you know, this created, I know for me initially, a lot of internal rage. So just imagine the kind of feeding frenzy that was going on um, back then. And if I could just summarise or nutshell this, I'd sort of say it in these words, whereby there was sort of, I know I was experiencing a strong intense desire to speak my truth to literally shout at people why are you wearing masks why are you standing in line in shops like um, a, a willing slave and walking in a one-way system and this creates or this was creating in me a deep negative emotion despair helplessness and why was it I appeared to be the only person who could see the lunacy of this situation which again, you know, le leads to feeling of um, social um, isolation. So how did I respond to this? Well, at least initially it was with anger, but then I realised that, you know, back to what I was just talking about, this process of initiation, the process of awakening, everything about life is a test. It's all initiatic by its very nature, which means it's difficult. That's the point. That's the point. That's the test. That's how we grow. Can we remain emotionally stable in the face of such tyranny? And it's only, I believe it's only really possible if you do have an understanding of the bigger truths. And it's, and um, really overall, that is a truth that is hard fought. You know, we, we, have, to, we have to suffer for the truth. Um, it's not an easy process. We, it isn't just an intellectual process. In reality, it reaches deep inside the core of our very being, sort of like, you know, toes in the dirt, sweaty, smelly, mud covered bodies. It's gut wrenching. It's life destabilizing. But let's be honest. What did we discover during Covid that, as we know, most people do not value truth because ultimately they know that if they if they do value it with 100 percent sincerity their lives would never be the same again everything is turned upside down but i think uh, i think of all the cool amazing new insights um that you know we do we we have we have um had the opportunity to gain um during the covid experience and just recognizing the insane power that we have as human beings and you know at the end of the day there's a real responsibility in that um, you know, it's like a double-edged sword that we, we, as we venture on this journey of awakening, we realise how powerful we are. But with that comes a, a responsibility, an, an intense responsibility. So, you know, as it, you know, is obviously in the case, not many people really want that. Far better to simply go along with the programme, trust the official sources of information, 
and follow the crowd. In other words, just shut the hell up and do what you're told like a little loyal slave and trust the science. And I will never forget what I went through, what I witnessed. I'm not bitter, but it reminded me of the foolishness of expecting a mass awakening any day soon. It's never going to happen. All we have to do is play our own game. So when we think about it, um, what is this process? Um, it can also be applied, this energy harvesting, this process of loose energy creation. In the realm of self-development, um, and self-help. What I've found um, over the years is that when we experience negativity or self-hatred or self-doubt, that can be a gateway to energy harvesting or it can become a mechanism through which our energy is harvested. So how does this process occur? Well, self-doubt exists largely on a subconscious level, level and quite often no amount of positive self-talk or positive reinforcement really makes any difference. So the energy created by the desire to achieve a certain outcome is what becomes harvested. So the powerful intention or so when we have a powerful intention, I should say, that sort of determination is what limits any potential entry points. So the strong desire is the spark or the fire that is like a call, a call to action. But the self-doubt or self-loathing or just general lack of confidence is what causes this energy to drain away, making it impossible to manifest our desires. And this is the way in which sort of negativity can lead to energy harvesting. So this points um, again to what people talk about in the new age, which I think is very which is quite spot on, to be honest. And that is uh, like the likes of Wayne Dyer has spoken about uh, the power of intention, the power of a strong desire or a creative um, idea, because it does lead to a huge inrush of energies. And you think that's what motivated all of um, the great uh, inventors from the past who who often had to overcome um, you know great trials and tribulations in order to, to bring their in order to bring their inventions to market and to and to, to, to bring them you know to bring them into the human existence and it's sort of this one thinks of also the power to overcome insurmountable physical odds we've heard stories or instances whereby a mother suddenly has the ability to lift up a car to save a small child who's tripped under the trapped under the car and again this is how um, the creation of loose energy uh, when there is an intense desire in that moment to save her child, how uh, the release is is um, finds expression in a very very positive way, of of course. And um, this this demonstrates the way in which energy, positive energy, has the power to totally uh, to totally defy um, the laws of physics. So we do need to give. Um, daily thought and consideration to what our passions in life uh, are what they are are they are they no noble are they well intentioned and 
what do we intend for our life? What do we want to manifest? Uh, if we are constantly zoned out or constantly sedated or constantly in a sort of um, derping or derper state or apathetic, then, you know, we are giving away um, the energy of, of creation. So that's something, again, to be mindful of in terms of what I'm talking about today, in terms of energy, um, energy harvesting and loose energy. energy. So I'm just going to round things up in today's um, episode, and in by way of by way of conclusion, a conclusion I should say. And so, how do we retain our psychic integrity during these um, challenging times to be alive? I should say, it really does begin. Again, it isn't rocket science. We need to retain um, a sense of detachment, as I was talking about. To have um, to give expression to humour, not to take life too seriously, to just laugh at ourselves and the absurdity of life, to fully accept that we're never going to be able to intellectualise our way out of life and that most aspects of life uh, and why we're here will, will always remain a mystery. So the idea is um, to embrace the mystery and don't be crushed by it. I think that is the key, really. That's how we, you know, that's how we <laughs> make sure that we don't become um, targets for these um, dark occult um, predatory forces, how we keep our our energy, our consciousness of a, of a higher level. And, it, and I think it's also helpful to remember that no, not one single person on this planet really knows what they're doing, and we're all just making it up. Uh, as we go along but that's absolutely that's absolutely fine everyone has blind spots delusion delusions woundings traumas and when we accept these things and life just generally becomes easier uh, easier we can more easily begin to embrace life the joy of simple living the joy of connecting and creating and even just the joy that um our pets give us in our every day life and just finally i just leave you with these words or these thoughts it is important especially at this time to always strive for balance because the truth often lies in between polarities and and you know laugh i i i commonly now laugh at myself when i re when i've realized that you know i've got something wrong i had a, a concept or an idea about something that's proven to be completely wrong and the trick is to just move on have a chuckle and then realise at the end of the day, none of it really matters in the grand scheme of things. Anyway, thank you all uh, for tuning in. It's been a bit of a meaty, uh, lengthy episode today. A lot, a lot to share. So I hope um, I hope it's been of interest and I've been able to uh, enlighten you um, on this uh, subject area. So thank you all, and uh, I will speak to you all again very soon. Bye-bye for now.